everyone, and thank you for joining this V-Auto podcast episode. I'm Lance Helgeson, and I'll be your host for today's discussion. For today's discussion, we're going to take a closer look at how customer expectations for the way dealers market and merchandise their vehicles online is changing, and we'll discuss how dealers can meet these changing expectations. Our guest today is Nathan Fox, Senior Director of Business Development for Viato. Nathan, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Lance. I appreciate you having me on today. Absolutely. Thank you for taking time to join us. Now, Nathan, perhaps a good place to start before we get into the meat of our conversation is to give listeners a sense of who you are and the work that you do for Cox Automotive and Viato. Uh, sure, Lance. So uh, my current role at Cox is I uh, lead our uh, inventory merchandising and marketing businesses, which includes all of our software that helps dealers merchandise their inventory. And so in that role, I spent a lot of time talking to shoppers and understanding their behaviors um, so that I can help to turn those into tools that enable dealers to more effectively merchandise and sell uh, their, their inventory online. Um, just as a side note, uh, prior to joining Cox Automotive, I spent uh, a little over 10 years in the consumer goods industry. Uh, it was a really fascinating uh, time to be in that industry because it's when uh, e-commerce really rose to be a key channel uh, for CPG products. Mm-hmm. And so I found that there's actually a lot of parallels between what I learned in that time to what's going on today in the automotive industry. You know, sometimes slightly different applications, but a lot of parallel thinking there. So was that the the connective tissue that made you make the flip from consumer goods to the car business? Uh, yeah, I was really intrigued to move into a, a new business and a new industry uh, where there was a lot of exciting things happening. And uh, and so I found it uh, to be a lot of fun to be able to apply that same set of insights, that same set of learning, but to a totally different model and, and one where it's really fun, where someone's buying a $20,000 product, not a $5 product. Yeah, for sure. Now, you mentioned there, uh, Nathan, that you've been studying uh, vehicle buyer behavior. Um, so I, I guess, could you give us a flavor for what some of the high points of the specific merchandising type studies that you've done and what their meaning may be for dealers? You know, Lance, I think the place I would start um, today is, uh, you know, how are shoppers shopping, which um, more so than ever is not on the lot, right? It used mm-hmm. to be that um, they browsed online and they shopped on the lot. But, um, you know, I, uh, what we're seeing in all of the studies we're doing is, you know, 50% of uh, uh, shoppers now only visit one dealership, which I think is absolutely fascinating, right? Uh, it's been growing over time, but in our last study, that's what we found. And uh, and that's really a strong signal that uh, consumers are actually making their decision uh, before they go visit the dealership, right? So they're learning about the car, learning about the vehicle, choosing which one they think is right for them, and then going to the dealership. And so that's a monumental change from where uh, it's been historically, where uh, consumers often would go to three, four, five even lots and look at different uh, different cars and sort of shop on lot versus shopping online. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what would you say in terms of that shift, um, what's the implication for merchandising? I mean, it seems to me that we now have to facilitate kind of a different buying expectation versus shopping. Uh, you know, Lance, I, I really think about it as, you know, making sure you have the right content and the right information um, to allow mm-hmm. the shopper to make that decision. Um, you know, as I said, I kind of like to look at past experiences, but maybe even I look at an experience, you know, recent one, you know, of, of a product I purchased recently online, right? So not a um, not a new product or a product I'd never used, but a new product, right? So um, I was buying a food product online and I couldn't find the ingredient panel. 
And so I left that website and went to another website and purchased it there. And, you know, I think if you contrast that with if I'd been in a store where the ingredient panel is always available, you just turn right. the package around, you have to be much more intentional about what information you provide when someone's making a decision in a digital environment than when you uh, have them in a, a, a physical environment where there's more readily available access to the product. And so I think for dealers, um, it's a really good lesson to think about uh, being intentional about the right content that a shopper needs to make a more digital decision. And as it relates to vehicles, Dathan, um, what is that content and perhaps uh, how is it that dealers might capture that content and present it, you know, in the vehicle descriptions and uh, listings and such? You know, I think one of the things uh, we found is that uh, 360 degree spins is a type of content that's really uh, valuable in this sense. Um, I think the reason being is, um, you know, a car is probably the second largest purchase that a, a consumer is ever going to make. Um, and so for them to make that purchase or to even make a decision that they think they want to purchase this product um, in, a, in an online environment, they have to trust the dealer and they have to have confidence in that. And what we found is that 360 degree spin uh, creates a transparency for the consumer that uh, they become more confident in that vehicle. Uh, in fact, eight out of 10 uh, shoppers tell us that they are more likely to consider a vehicle if it has a 360 degree spin, um, which, you know, fascinating, right? If you go back to the fact that half of shoppers are really kind of making up their mind before they hit a lot, um, becomes much more important to create that type of content that allows them to um, put it in their consideration set and, and ultimately make a, uh, you know, a, a decision on what's uh, what they're going to um, go explore online. So, so my my background is in is in writing, you know, and reading words. So for me, sometimes the the written description may sort of function as like the ingredient panel you mentioned. Are mm -hmm. we are you maybe somewhat saying that customers are really looking for more of a visual uh, representation of that more so than the written these days? I think the uh, that customers are looking for transparency, um, and mm -hmm. I think that comes in multiple forms. And so, um, you know, I think the visualization creates transparency for the uh, the shopper because it allows them to explore every angle of the vehicle. Uh, I think builds trust with the dealer that the dealer isn't hiding anything or they can see all the flaws on the car. Uh, at the same time, Lance, um, you know, within the 360 technology, there are hotspot tags. Uh, which is a great way for maybe someone like yourself where you can provide more of a written description of something. Um, and so not only does it provide the visual transparency, but it provides a way to deliver more information to that consumer uh, that's digestible and allows them to engage with it and, and find what's important for them. And so um, I think it's the combination of both of those. It's really making it a powerful tool for uh, dealers in today's environment. You know, I, I probably should have asked this question before I asked the last one, Nathan, but there may be some folks that don't know exactly what a 360 degree spin is. And you alluded to it there, but could you just give us the 30 second rundown of what that technology is? Sure, Lance. It, it, it's scary, right? We start to use acronyms so freely that we forget that uh, that they don't always have meaning for everyone else. So uh, a 360 degree spin is, is a, a technology to capture um, a complete walk around of a car. Uh, and then that's displayed to the consumer that the consumer can actually spin that car um, with their mouse, um, zoom in and out of that vehicle, uh, both the interior and the exterior, so that they can look at each angle of the vehicle. Um, and so, um, as we uh, as we said, it's really a, a great way for the, the consumer to interface with that vehicle um, in sort of a digital lot instead of a physical lot, right? In some ways, it almost replaces 
walking around a vehicle and being able to expect, inspect every uh, every angle of the vehicle. And is that um, something that a person holds in their hand or is it sort of a robotic thing that circles the car and does its deal internally or how does that work? Uh, Lance, you're talking about uh, for the dealer when they capture the image or for the yeah, consumer? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so with the, the way the dealer would capture it, would they they would use a, a smartphone. Um, you know, for okay. our product, uh, Snaplot 360, uh, it works on both Android and uh, iOS devices, um, and they simply uh, use that application to walk around the vehicle with it. Uh, it has a lot of built-in technology to uh, ensure that the uh, it's a smooth capture of it. Um, you know, tells the uh, the user when they've done the full 360. And then it automatically generates the uh, the medium that is then displayed, you know, whether it be on a consumer's desktop, their iPhone, their iPad, that they can then um, move around themselves at their own pace. Okay. And one, one more kind of in the weeds question. You mentioned a minute ago about hotspots. So what are those? So hotspots are, uh, you know, flags on that 360 degree image that provide more detail. And so okay. those hotspots um, can be uh, are automatically applied in many instances where um, if you've taken an incremental photo. So, for example, if you've taken a photo uh, close up of the wheel, it would automatically provide a hotspot of that wheel and um, show that image. And uh, if the information is available, if it's a custom or if it's a uh, upgraded wheel, it might provide that it's an 18 inch alloy wheel. So. As I mentioned, you know, kind of a great way to provide both visual and textual information um, so that a consumer then can uh, engage into the parts of the car that are important to them. And you touched on this a minute ago that that from a functionality standpoint, this is something that is smartphone uh, driven. But um, for if I'm a dealer, how do I get it? How, how do I get this this technology um, and how is it used on a day to day basis? Um, so the Sapla 360 technology is available um, in conjunction with both um, our Viato and HomeNet inventory management and merchandising platforms. Um, you know, you simply subscribe to the the product, um, you know, through uh, through Cox Automotive, and then you can download the application. Um, but it's very integrated with the the desktop inventory management solution. And so, uh, if a dealer is using the product. Uh, and uh, let's say they're a Viato subscriber, it would automatically pull inventory from their Viato um, account into the uh, the application. So when they go to capture it, they can simply select the vehicle that they want to capture a, uh, a spin for. Uh, from there, the uh, the spin is automatically viewable and manageable within the, the Viato desktop application. And so we've spent a lot of time thinking about how do we make this as efficient as possible for the, the dealer. Uh, we know that dealers have, you know, an infinite list of things that they have to do on a day-to-day -day basis, uh, and so uh, that integration for us was a really important part to making it, you know, as simple and, and seamless as possible for uh, a dealer to utilize. So, how would you describe the adoption of of this technology? I mean, are there some leaders out there that we might all recognize that that uh, are, have just kind of made this part of their bread and butter approach to merchandising? Uh, certainly are, Lance. I, mean, I, I think this is a uh, this is a really fun time to be associated with this product, right? Because it's seen um, kind of huge sort of momentum and growth at this point. So, from the standpoint of you know kind of leaders, you know clearly the the online um, only retailers such as Carvana and Vroom, you know I think they've been the ones that have really been at the forefront of this, and I think everybody sees what they've done um, in the use of this sort of technology. 
but we found um, you know most of uh, the progressive dealers in our V Auto franchise are all starting to use this product. We're seeing sort of rapid growth since we launched uh, Snaplot 360 in V Auto earlier this year. Um, so I think we're really starting to hit a tipping point uh, for this product um, in terms of its adoption, utilization, et cetera, which I think is uh, really connected to the way consumers are demanding um, new content in order to make decisions. Um, in some regards, Lance, I, th I think you know consumers are starting to tell their dealers this is this is a necessity. It's no longer um, a, a nice to have. Um, and so uh, we're seeing a lot of adoption. Now, I can think back to, to maybe 10 or 12 years ago when, you know, dealers were really starting to embrace the Internet and, and what online marketing and merchandising meant. Some spent considerable sums of money with photo booths, you know, to make sure that they had the right sort of still images. Um, are we at a point where we can say that this 360 spin technology is perhaps supplanting photos or is it really more of a you got to kind of got to have both so I, I think at this point lance they're they're complements to one another okay um and, and i think they complement each other in two ways you know one is um back to the comment i had earlier about hotspots, right photos provide a, a great way to provide incremental information about the vehicle you know think for example about an, a picture of an engine right you may not see that on the um the spin itself, but you can still use a still photo of that engine um, attached to a hotspot in order to showcase more information about the vehicle. And then I think secondly, when you think about the entire ecosystem of how vehicles are advertised and merchandised, you know, there are some places where a 360 degree spin just isn't, um, isn't necessarily going to be the best medium. Uh, think about an SRP page where you need that one great hero image where a consumer can look at it and go, yes, that's the color, that's the car that I'm looking for. Uh, and I think photos play a really important role there. Um, it's kind of all why, you know, within the Snaplot 360 um, product, we've built in automatic photo extraction. And so it automatically generates all of the um, exterior images of the vehicle so that it makes it, again, more efficient for the dealer. That as they capture the 360, they also get the exterior photos because we know that both of those things are needed in order to drive a complete uh, merchandising program for a dealer today. So that makes me think of a question uh, and a pain point for dealers, and that is um, I've, I've had dozens of conversations over the years with dealers about you know the time it takes to make sure that there's their cars you know once they get them uh in and they get them reconditioned and detailed and they want to get the photos that they get frustrated that their photographer the the person that they might have hired to come in and do things it, you know does it every thursday but the car was ready on monday so um to what degree are you seeing dealers say oh, I, I like this because it would help me speed up my my frontline ready time. You know, I, I think uh, we see dealers um, implementing this in their process in multiple ways. So I, I think because it is, you know, phone based and doesn't require special um, uh, tools, um, you know, some dealers, you know, have multiple people on their, uh, their lot who take the images or capture the images. Uh, we also see plenty of dealers who continue to use their lot service provider to capture those and feel like they have the most efficient process and they'd rather have their uh, own people doing other things on the lot. And so, you know, I think for each dealer, um, it is a slightly different process than what they've probably uh, been accustomed to. Uh, probably takes a little bit of uh, change management on their end. Um, but I think uh, some of the things we talked about earlier around the photo extraction and the uh, integration with their inventory management systems, I think are making it much uh, simpler and smoother for them to implement it. Okay. Now, you meant to, just to jump back to the sort of broader research on consumer behaviors and things. 
What can you tell us um, about perhaps reasons consumers may may buy or not fully purchase a vehicle online? Well, as, as we were talking about, Lance, you know, I think consumers are stepping farther and farther into the, the purchase funnel and closer and closer transactions, right? You know, 50% are, um, you know, visiting one dealer, which says the majority are making decisions online on which vehicle. Um, you know, we found in some, uh, some of our research over the, the last number of years that um, consumers' desire to negotiate a price is, is much higher on, as far as negotiating online than it used to be. You know, three years ago, a quarter of consumers um, said they wanted to negotiate the price online. Now it's up to almost 40%. And so again, another step towards that sort of purchase. Um, I think the things that consumers continue to tell us are, are there barriers to making that final kind of e-commerce transaction um, are the things you'd really expect, right? Is either I want to test drive a car or I want to see it in person. Um, again, second biggest purchase a consumer is probably going to make so you can understand why there's a little hesitancy. Mm -hmm. um, Conversely to that, though, when we ask consumers, well, if we give you a 360 degree spin, you know, would you be willing to forego a test drive? And 50% and of consumers say they would and that mm -hmm. they'd be willing to make a purchase without a test drive. And so, you know, back to that earlier comment of, you know, getting the right content when someone wants to make a decision in the digital environment. And I think that's where we kind of are at this really um, interesting inflection point where consumers are willing to make that step. Um, but sometimes the content isn't quite there for them to uh, to make uh, the, the next uh, step in their transaction. So a, a personal uh, kind of off script question here, Nathan. So you're immersed in this technology. Um, so for you, when it comes to buying a car, are you one of those 50% that need the test drive or are you comfortable if all of this stuff is presented online to just pull the trigger and, and buy the car? You know, the last car I bought was uh, was a few years back. So, uh, you know, at that point, uh, I did do the test drive. Um, you know, I, I think um, at this point, um, you know, I uh, I can't say for certain, Lance, but I certainly know that I'd be a whole lot closer to, um, you know, looking at something online and uh, really knowing what I wanted to buy uh, before I walked onto the dealership's lot. Uh, I certainly be one that would be willing to negotiate the price. Uh, I'd certainly be one that would be looking at a car going, I'm going to look outside of my local market uh, mm -hmm. and I'm not going to just confine myself to, you know, a 25 mile radius. And if I find the right car, I'll, you know, I'll talk to the dealer on uh, and negotiate the price online and then go drive 150 miles if that means I can find the right car at the right price. And so, um, you know, am I fully transacting online? I don't know yet, but uh, I know my my comfort with the technology and, and changing the way I buy is definitely uh, in a different place today than it was uh, two years ago when I bought my last car. Gotcha. Then a last question, uh, Nathan. What do you think the future holds for online merchandising of, of vehicles? Um, you know, Lance, I think about where we are today, you know, you made the comment earlier, hey, 10 years ago when, you know, listings moved from classifieds to, you know, online, right? That was a huge pivot point. I think we're kind of at a similar pivot point, right? So uh, back then it was, how do I get to 10, 10 photos or 20 photos, right? And provide enough information that the consumer can browse effectively. And that kind of became the, the requirement. I think, um, you know, as we think about where we are today, it is, you know, the next step is that the necessity of having information or having content like a 360 degree spin. Um, but I think it's still kind of in its infancy. 
Uh, I get really excited when I think about the ability for that to not just be the, the digital content we we're talking about, but the ability for that to deliver more and more information to the consumer in an organized way that the consumer can uh, can uh, consume based on what's important to them. And so um, I, I think the next uh, the next 12 to 24 months, we're going to see, you know, sort of rapid change in the way uh, uh, the way and the number of dealers that are using this type of uh, merchandise and technique. And I, on that particular point, in that window of 12 to 24 months, um, from an imp, from a dealer perspective, I mean, there are some who are going to be out grabbing it and others who will wait, you know, to see what adoption looks like, what implementation means. Um, and I guess since we are in the early stages with this 360 degree technology, how does the um, adoption curve of that maybe compare? to some other, you know, merchandising technology adoption rates that might have happened over the last, say, five or 10 years? You know, I, I think like any, uh, almost all technology, right, we're seeing, you know, a steeper climb in adoption rates of just about all new technology. Um, you know, you can go way back to, um, you know, computers versus iPhones, et cetera, right? And you see the same sort of increasing st st uh, curves. And um, I think the same is here, right? I think, uh, uh, dealers, consumers, all of us are more comfortable with um, leaning in with technology. And so um, I think uh, we, we've seen that already, right? We launched um, Snapbot 360 in Viato um, in April, um, and the demand we've seen the first three to four months has been been incredible. So uh, I think it's a good indication that it's a pretty steep curve uh, of adoption that we're going to have. Well, very good. Nathan, thank you very much for joining us for today's podcast. I've learned a couple of things and I will be out looking for 360 spins when I hit the uh, hit the ground for some vehicle shopping here. Great. Well, thanks for having me, Lance, and uh, appreciate the, the time today. Absolutely. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining today's podcast. Until next time, stay well. Mm -hmm.